This podcast is presented by Rabbi Peretz Munchkin, speaking to the millennial generation. I'm recording right now with Lauren and Ariel, and uh, all you need to know is I got to marry them both, but way before that, I got to know them both and enjoy their company and spend many a Shabbat dinners and learning. And uh, so I'm so excited to have you guys on and to have a conversation here, uh, just to catch up Jewishly, spiritually. What's going on over there? You're uh, where are you, Ariel? I'm in Redwood City, California. Oh yeah, and Lauren. Where are you? <laughs> oh, where am I? I yeah, am you- in a, I'm in a makeshift studio I created in my garage in Los Angeles. <laughs> wow! Look at you. You have a garage. So yeah, you know, balling out over here. All in with your garage. <laughs> Lauren, where are you? I'm in Chicago. Freezing. Right. That's right. Well, we're all in this together. So my heat here and your uh, cold there, somewhere in the middle, we're in perfect temperature. I think you're crazy. It's freezing here and I wish I was in LA with you. <laughs> well, I, I want to, the topic I wanted to discuss with you guys is Shabbat because really the time I got to spend the most time with both of you guys was on Shabbos. And yet they were very different experiences. First, I met Arielle in San Francisco. And when I moved to LA, she introduced me to all of her good friends. And of those friends, Lauren really uh, became like my bestie. And uh, we learned a lot of Jewish mysticism, Shabbat mornings, drank gallons of coffee and went very deep. And uh, we had these amazing classes, but it really comes down to it was Shabbos. That was like the spice that really brought you guys into my life and built our relationship. And uh, I, I happen to think that Shabbos is the best time to meet people because especially at a Shabbos table, less distractions, you know, you allow yourself to exit the stage of like the external world's issues and just sit internally with, uh, with good company and good conversation. So I wanted to share some of that magic here on the, here on the pod here in uh, in honor of uh, turning 40 and being with some of my favorite people. So I feel so lucky to have you both on. And it's appropriate because I met you, Lauren, through Ariel. So that was an amazing thing. It was so, so hard to leave San Francisco. And Ariel was reluctant to introduce me to all her friends. She's like, I don't want you to be successful. Come back over here, hang with me. But overall, it was great times. Those dinners were epic, Ariel. Those were good times. But we really were missing your Shabbat bride, Miriam. She really is a part of this whole thing of Shabbat. No doubt that uh, she belongs here in the conversation. I told her that as much. And she said she deserves her own episode with you guys. I said, no problem. That's it. Done. Probably It'll happen. True. <laughs> Probably true. <laughs> well, you know, I'll handle my my end of it. You know, as I was doing dishes today from Shabbat yesterday, uh, you know, flexing my uh, my helping to the to the... To, to this process, the Friday nights that were going on in San Francisco at that time, uh, when Ariel was around, were really special in the sense that it was like it was like a, a special time in our life. You know, forget just pre-COVID. It was it was like post my center. I had a center in San Francisco for years, and then we stopped having a center and we're doing everything out of our like house. We lived in like a museum. And, uh, and we had all different types of crowds coming all the time. And, but Ariel was a mainstay, one of the mainstays or Brian would come all the time. And, uh, and, and just what I remember then was, was that everything was about, um, meaning and intentionality. It was about how like using Shabbos as 
my food becoming a more intentional experience, my the the guests, the conversation, everything was about this intentionality. And uh, and Arielle's a super intentional person. We've done a podcast before on health and and different like that. How has that translated now into your new life? You you have a baby. Uh, you got married. Like, what's what's Shabbat like for you now? Like, what have you taken from those experiences? I like to know like how you emulated what you got by us. Did it work? Did my did my selling of Shabbat work? Yeah, we like candles on Friday, or I like candles on Friday night. Matan um, does the kiddush sometimes. But we always make sure that we're together on Friday night. Like that's a thing. When he plans poker on Friday night, it's not it's not a pretty story. Oh, it's beautiful. I I've more than once advised people that the only way to make their house a better place to live is to change the culture of the house. And the way you change the culture of the house is like having a night where you don't just Netflix and chill. You really, you know, create an environment for where you put things together, you put those candles on the table, you set an environment and intention. And uh, then slowly you can really start seeing like, well, what is the culture of our house? What type of vibes are we really creating here? And that's how you could fix things. That's how you could heal, you know, the environment you're in. In addition, we invite people over every Friday night. So we always have some over. Okay, there you go. That that makes me so happy. That's the highest level of Shabbat is bringing people together. Yeah. And now we have a hot tub. So it's (laughs) candles, dinner, hot tub. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh, that's the Shabbos I need. I'm there you go. Enjoy that hot tub. <laughs> so and good. what's Shabbos like in Chicago? Chicago Shabbos is similar. We're always together and we're making a dinner. And a lot of times we really like to host people and have people over. So a lot of times we'll have like a Friday night Shabbat dinner and have friends over. Like that is our night to have people over. Um, a lot of times it's just Jason and I. Um, but we definitely make an effort to light the candles. And when I learned how to make your amazing sourdough bread, I started incorporating that instead of making challah. Wow. So and now ritual. I can say I've pretty much not perfected it, but got it down pat, you know? So, you know, I like to- Yeah, I mean, listen, the sourdough, bread. your sourdough exploits were just a matter of time. In the beginning, you were sending me these texts like, when's it going to look as good as yours? And I'm like, you'll see. It's just going to click know. and come together. I know. Yeah, I just needed a couple more lessons and YouTube videos and trial and error, but- That's right. Verify it's perfect. It is, right? She makes amazing sourdough. I can't, we gotta, we're going to have to get back together and, uh, and make it happen again. But I um, learned- you from Shabbat. That's, That's what, what it's said. about. I think you sent Jason and I with a loaf of bread because it was so good. We needed some for our road trip. And ever oh since I've been addicted. I I think like it's one of those things where when you have like a staple item, you could build off that, you know, sure. and, sure. and bread is the highest staple item. And uh, sourdough when you make it is just a fantastic experience. Like it's a living, breathing experience. So uh, I'm I'm so proud to have shared my skills and talents with you to to make it happen. I know Speak- my my next thing I'm going to conquer is cholent. I haven't done Whoa. it this weekend, but I'm. I just made the I just put the recipe online for you. I gave you the yeah. the bones of that recipe. Can't wait. Well, this is um this is an interesting time um in the world for Shabbat because. As people think of getting out of COVID, and I mean, we're hoping it's over at least, and uh, and people are starting to get together again, 
I think it's good to talk about what it means to get together for Shabbos because like that's the real, the real thing is not like getting out of COVID. The real thing is being back in the presence of people and, and talking about, you know, real things and having meaningful conversation over the dinner table. And uh, I think there's a big difference between going out for dinner at a restaurant versus hosting in your house, because the effort it takes in your house just makes every element of it more meaningful. And ultimately the goal of Shabbos and its meaningful and intention is that your whole life, it spills over into your life. Everything about your life becomes intentional. Ultimately, the difference between believing in God or having rituals or, but just getting to the core of Judaism is, Judaism is, is living an intentional life. And that means learning to see every action and every part of the process. And you see it in the cooking and you see it in like the way you have to clean and take care of things. It's like, it like just requires intentionality. And that's really uh, ultimately what this is about. Yeah, and it's just a, a more of an intimate experience, you know, between if it's just two of you or if it's a table for 10, it's just such a better and more intimate. And like you said, intentional experience when you're having people at your house, you are making a meal, you know, and you are bringing people together over food. Which I think so is what, a very Jewish thing to do. That is the Jewish thing to do, right? That is what we yeah. do. Yeah, so um, I we used to I've learned with both of you many times over the years. We've learned lots of different mystical things, and so I wanted to share with you a little bit of mysticism on Shabbat, just because for for our learning and for our conversations, I feel like it drives a bit of it. And one of the things that Shabbat means, the word itself, Shabbat means is to be situated, to be present, and a big part of life today, especially with tech and and uh, fast paced and the world changing constantly day to day and outside stresses and anxieties and et cetera. What really the first, the first chip to fall that's very hard to bring back is the idea of being present and totally being like in the moment available in the most healthy way. And one of the things that Shabbat is here for is for that presence. So one of the ways it's accomplished is by unplugging, but a deeper way it's accomplished is just recognizing that there's one day that's different than other days, like totally changing the pace of your week and creating a space around it. And that means that every ritual of Shabbat, whatever you do, it's two people, it's guests, it's sourdough, challah, it's light candles, each and every one of those things are part of being present. They're different than that you do on a regular basis. And even if you do them on a regular basis, when you're doing them for Shabbat, they're about the idea of being present and being and being focused. Uh, Ariel's got a got a got a little baby taking a nap. You know, there's a there's absolutely the idea of being present with your child, right? And totally being like focused in on them and not and not going in different directions. Shabbos is really there to heal that and to bring that to a center focus of my life. So you guys who already have such a like taste for this in your life. I'm so, so excited and happy to hear that it's something that's part of your culture and you bring people to your houses. And, and even if you don't, it's not like, oh, no one's here, so we should do nothing. We should still bring it together. That to me is the most, it, it sounds simple, but it's, it's really the, the biggest thing to do when you guys are steps ahead. So I hope whoever's checking in on us is like, is like uh, usually, because I'm always like, they go, Rabbi, okay, he does it. That's what they do. But I think it's it's a it's a person living in the world that that people can relate to entirely that are doing it that really is what what inspires people to try these things out. Like you're having issues in your life, you don't realize that there's actually a a, a fix, and that is create a different space 
create a space to be present and create a different cultural setting in your house that allows allows like this fluidity and this patience and this and this beauty to reside in your life. I just want to point out that in um, Israel on Saturday, it really it tangibly feels different. Like every other day of the week feels like something, and Shabbat feels different. You just spent time in Israel. Yeah, I was there um, October, oh. September, October, November. Yeah, what was it like spending Shabbat over there with with uh, with Matan's family and uh, and the different people there? Well, so his family lives outside of Tel Aviv. We had an apartment in Tel Aviv, and it really didn't matter if you're in Tel Aviv or in Yehud. It felt different than every other day of the week. So on on Friday afternoons in Tel Aviv, like people set up like these shops on Dizengoff, like there are not just shops, like little tables and they're selling things. And there's like this, not franticness, it's like an excitement, but also got to beat the clock to get everything ready. And then like the, the city clears out, everyone goes to their parents. And then we spent the night in Yehud, even if when we were in Tel Aviv. And on Saturday day, it's like, you just, all you hear is the children outside in the play yard because wow. they're religious over there. So they're not watching TV. And, um, People are walking. It's really, it's really family oriented. But I th think I felt it more in Yehud, where people are more religious, than in Tel Aviv, where there's like, like doesn't matter how many, like if it's daylight savings or it's standard time, people are racing the clock to get, <laughs> to get ready right before the the sun goes down. So what type of uh, what did you take back with you to the states, to Northern California? What did you bring back from you of those vibes? Um, spices from the shuk. <laughs> <laughs> Also, um, like I used to feel like I need to wait for Matan to be ready to light the candles. And if like he was busy doing something that I might not do it. And now I just like light the candles on my own in his family's house. Like the light, the candles were getting lit at like 4.30 in the afternoon because it was getting dark. Yeah, whenever, it get, whenever it gets dark, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it really didn't matter who was around. They got lit. So um, I started doing that. Um, also That's like the... That's a really, by the way, that's, that to me is, 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 uh, it's, it's so, it's so interesting to me that you intuitively found that and did that because that's really the way it should be. People are, what, as soon as you start waiting for everybody, then it's like, uh, you know, you, some weeks it won't happen and like that, but it's really, you're like, okay, I'm setting the tone of the house. Even if we're not entirely ready, if I light the candles as the sun goes down, I'm marking that the day is changing. I think that's like, like uh, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. Well, get ready. And then the other on Saturday day was always the day that we'd go and visit Natan's like extended family. And every house I went to, there was a giant plate of walnuts and pistachios and dates and uh, cookies. So now I like, I just always have a prepared platter of nuts and dates. Like, I don't know who's coming over. So it's just always ready in case someone's coming over. Cause it, I want people to come into my house and feel like they're welcome and they're being taken care of. So that's what I do. You're a great hostess. What a, what a transformation. You're the best. <laughs> Ariel is one of the best hostesses. Before we met Parrots and Ariel lived in LA, we used to do Shabbat dinners at her house. Oh yeah, wow. themed Shabbat dinners. <laughs> we used to do themed Shabbat dinners, like Mexican theme and this theme and yeah. Tell so me more. Characters of LA in the house doing, <laughs> doing Ariel Shabbat. Ariel would have a bunch of different people circling her house for Shabbat dinner. There was consistent people like I come every week, mostly. And then, yeah, she she was running her own Chabad, basically. Wow. 
well, that's the way it's supposed to be. You know, we're all uh, we're all uh, supposed to make our homes uh, a center of light. You know, and then she sent me to replace her to here in L.A. to to give you the continuation. Yeah, and it but worked. Here's, I think yours have more meaning uh, from a, a Talmudic perspective than ours ever did. <laughs> but you laid the foundation for her to come. You know, there's a big uh, there's a big debate in in Jewish mysticism of what's more important, the intention or the action. So you would think that it's a simple matter because. The action is everything, ultimately, like something needs to happen. But yeah. the answer is, is that without intention, the action itself doesn't necessarily live up to its full potential. Mm -hmm. And so all, all I could say is, is that if even if like you think like you're not doing it exactly the way maybe it should be done. Oh, I do it this way. You do it better. You had intention. You had action. That's it. And then every time you do it, it gets better and deeper and more meaningful. And now you're now you're like in prep mode and getting it ready early on mode. And uh, yeah, so I want I want some live advice. What advice do you give Lauren? You know, when and uh, then setting up her house, you're just a little bit ahead. You guys spent a lot of time together. Uh, what's a, what's a, what type of uh, tricks could she do to to get her Chicago home a, a beacon of uh, Shabbos light? I don't know that Lauren needs it. She's rocking it. Wow. Thanks. So votes of confidence, I, perfect. I don't have a Saturday platter. It's not a Saturday platter. Everyday platter. No, it's an everyday platter. <laughs> it's constantly available for being. I do not uh, have an hosting. everyday platter. We do have dates ready for anybody, but <laughs> don't have a platter. <laughs> I love it. Although I've discovered we have so many platters in our house, so I think I could probably make one. That's something I can add to my. I do it on Saturdays, you know, a Saturday Shabbat platter. This Friday night, we had like our first um, indoor dinner with uh, with a group of people. We did it at somebody else's house. It was, um, I was having such emotional vibes. Like it's been so long wow. since I've had like like a crew of people and yeah. and uh, I'd really get to spend time. And it's really uh, what I love to do. And, um, and, and it just brought up so many like, images of all the different people that, that, that were part of that experience for us. And, you know, it's, it's really, um, I think it's one of those things that I, I never really packaged and sold totally, but the thing that inspires me the most about what I do is when I could do something that's replicable and you guys have replicated that energy one way or the other, you've made it, you've made it happen. And that's, that's to me, the, the whole thing is like, uh, you know, learning from learning from each other, best practices, Peer-to-peer -peer support and encouragement and confidence goes way further than a rabbi doing it or or something like that. So you guys are like real inspiration of like friends who encouraged each other uh, for no reason other than you guys saw the light yourself to make a to make a more healthy environments in your life. And and that's to me uh, that's to me sometimes a lot more important than uh, a rabbi telling you to do something. So you guys are really uh, don't think less of it. Like uh, you know you're it's incredible. That you've that you brought this into your life. It's not intuitive like it used to be. You know, you have to go out and make it happen. I think you really get through our single lives too. You know, it's like Friday night, single, didn't necessarily have a date. But parents is it's like lots of love and like the potential to meet someone, and <laughs> that was important too. <laughs> but it's just like another way to be together with people and yeah you know, come down from your week, like 
it's such a weird, I think Friday night is such a hard night for a lot of people. Like they don't want to go out. They don't want to do anything. It's like the end of the work week. They're tired, but it's like the perfect night to have a Shabbat dinner. You yeah, know? it's it's, it's such a it's, it's such a great point. That's why we sing the Shalom Aleichem, right? And I always pause and give that speech that yeah. it's like, what do we need to talk about angels for Friday night? Well, it's because it's actually very hard to go from weekday to 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 Shabbat. And the re- reason is, is you, you know, you said coming down from the week. I look at it like it's even it's even harder because you have to go up. Like a whole week, you have to like fulfill all these obligations, whether it's your job or or the physical part of your life. And then in Shabbat, you're asked to be the spiritual, pristine self, and like to to get to like the real you. That's really hard to accomplish and to get to. And so we sing Shalom Aleichem because there's like this. You get this. There's this um beautiful Jewish concept that when you set the right intention, the the cosmic forces are there to support you, like. It's sort of like if you see the world as a place that has the potential to be fluid and interconnected and harmonious, let's say you just like, I know it's possible, even if you're cynical and say it's never going to happen and no one's ever going to get along, but you just like can build up in your mind that it's possible to be uh, to be uh, to be a fluid place. Well, that means that if you do things harmoniously and beautifully the world supports that. Like inherently, the cosmic forces of the world are there to support you in that. When you live just for yourself, interestingly enough, the world doesn't support that. That's why it's more of like so many parts of the world are all fighting for their own survival, so everything's in conflict. But if everybody was like fighting to be harmonious, it wouldn't be in conflict. It would be like it would spill over. And that's what we do Friday night. We sing Shalom Aleichem about angels, peace, angels of, of like saying like there's angels represent couriers of energy, helping like things transform from one part type of energy to another. And that's what we get Friday night. Like as soon as you commit to like, okay, I lit the candles. I'm here. I'm doing dinner. It's like this feeling takes over you. This energy takes over that allows you to like shift into a new space. I can't tell you how many weeks of mine were saved by Shabbos. I I mean, I should say every week, but so many like super stressful, challenging times. And then Friday night, just making the commitment to not think about the week. Like, I'll get back to you Saturday night, man. But right now, Friday night, I'm taking a step out of it. I sing the Shalom Aleichem. I mean it. I share how I feel, a little different iteration every week. And then as soon as I feel it, I say, okay, now who can I channel that to? Who's stressed out in their life? Who's sick? Who's got issues? And Seitchem L'Shalom. I say the last part and channel that, that, that good vibes that I just started with. I don't have to wait for it to totally take me over. I'll let, I'll let the wine do that or the challah do that. <laughs> as soon as I say in my mind, like, I'm here and I'm present, I shift over and share it with the people around me. And that's that's what that's how this begins for me really. So I think you're 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 really onto that idea of like of like you getting back to yourself. It's like this elevation. I want to be me and a whole week I don't always even have time for myself. Even when you make time for yourself, it's to zone out from the things you don't want to deal with. So that's not what we're looking for. Shabbos, we're looking to really hone in on 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 us and and the parts of ourselves that perhaps need need nurture. I have to tell you that Navo doesn't really cry that much, but when he does, ever since he was born, Matan started singing Shalom Aleichem, and it's the only thing that calms him down. Aww. So now, Shalom Aleichem every night. That's so special. You could sing it every <laughs> night. Every <laughs> night. It's not just a Shabbat tradition now in this household. 
It is a calming song, though, you know? It is. It's a nice song. It's uh, there's there's different versions of it, but uh, but don't forget that the song after Shalom Aleichem is about the woman of valor. It's about singing about femininity and and where feminine energy resides within yourself. And uh, when I was a kid, it was like, oh, you honor your mother. But now when I'm older, I'm like, yeah, you have to honor your mother and your wife and all that. But there's also you're honoring the femininity within yourself, and and that means the you know the part of yourself that that needs you know, specifically needs your, your attention. And, and anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm more of like, uh, looking at like the whole entire Shabbos is called the Shabbos queen. It's basically all about this idea of like, what am I, am I nurturing myself? Am I recognizing that I can birth life into the world and I could bring dynamic energy to the world around me? That's really like the, the highest shift you can get to is seeing what the essence of being a woman and femininity really is, which is by the way, everybody, men and women, because ultimately in, in creation terms, all of creation is feminine because it creates a space of where, of where things are existing already and we just develop them and nurture them and create the space for them to grow and then they're allowed to live whereas whereas the man that's not it's really a persona of man like i'm my own person and eh, not really no one's their own person everybody's interconnected so shabbos is when we actually do during the week we forget about that because when we work we like beef ourselves up, men and women, like, oh, I could do this. I'm strong. I'm powerful. But on Shabbat, we're like, no, I'm a part of the universe, the harmony that nurtures my part of it and makes it better. So there's really such a strong and powerful energy that exists there that's happening to you, whether you're totally focused on it or not. And uh, so, yeah, I, 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 I look forward to that every week. What's the song after? Eishet Chayel. Eishet Chayel Miyimta. You know that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, we, we should, we could do a whole, a whole thing. I don't think I know that. it very well, but I, you know, I know that when you see it. <laughs> there you go. Amazing. Okay. I have a Shabbat question. Take it away. Is it true that it is a double mitzvah to have sex with your partner on Shabbat? It is definitely true. True. Okay. okay. I want to make sure it wasn't myth. It wasn't myth. No myths around here, these parts. The, the, it says, it says that, that, uh, the mitzvah night is Friday night or Shabbat. And, uh-huh. and the reason is, is because whenever you let go of the working world, the external world, and you focus in on your internal depth and reality, you realize that when you focus internally, you're touching the concept of intimacy. Intimacy is an internal experience, right? You have to create the external space, meaning you have to work, you have to make a life, you have to create a space to be intimate within. But then ultimately intimacy is personal. And that's why intimacy is represented by sex and no clothing and togetherness, because that is like, it's a, it's a space of exclusivity that you create. Whereas the world it's really not exclusive. It's we're all working together, making money off one another and and sharing the bounty and abundance, even in the best forms, right? The harmony we speak about. But in order to have real intimacy, you have to create exclusivity. And there's this exclusive energy that you have within yourself that only belongs to you, right? That you can't even share. And even you, it's elusive for. But Friday night, because we have this like special capacity to, to tap into our, our personal selves, 
we just open the door for true intimate experiences. So mystically, Friday night is the night to open that door and to and to create a ritual out of that as well. Not just for the food element, but also for the for the for the for the physical element becomes elevated that way. That's so good to know. <laughs> this is part of creating the culture in your house. Good. Good to know. Friday night. Special night. <laughs> yeah. I listen, it's a good question to have. Uh um, and, and the only reason why I think that sometimes people ask like, oh, how come those, that's not that question is like, I never heard of that. Well, that's because things, when it comes to intimacy in Judaism, it's like, I wouldn't say you're on a need to know basis. It's like, you don't want it to become the household knowledge. You want it to be the couplehood, you know, like it's part of the couplehood, like to create that space. We all have times where we just get so busy with, with life that we're just so exhausted. But like, if you had like a real, like organic type of flow and schedule to your partnership, it just takes off so much of the edge. It allows there for that space to really be had. So creating that intimate space is also like using your boundaries to create connection. Usually we use our boundaries to, just for ourselves. Intimacy has the power to use boundaries to create connection. Usually we use love for connection, but love without boundaries is, is a limited experience. It's, it's, it's because I, I just, I could be stepped on, you know, and I could be pushed to my limits. But when you have boundaries, it'll, it, it creates the ability for there to be knowledge of how to create the exclusive space to incorporate the other person. So this, you have the meta version of it. You have Shabbat. So you have the, the exclusive time within the week. That's available to it. And then you have you guys celebrating it. So you have the personhood and together you create a really strong intimate space that of exclusive space in your couplehood for that to happen. So Shabbos really allows that organically to happen because it's already built into the, what we're calling the structure of the universe. Hmm. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, well, you know, please Always incorporate it. <laughs> the world also needs people who are totally present and, and joyful and creating intimate, beautiful moments. So I just want to bless you guys to continue having the inspiration and success in your marriages and in your lives and in your health to create beautiful moments. And uh, the whole world thanks you and thanks everyone every time they do something special and something beautiful. Hashem Tariti, Ali Adi, 